What do you say? You got uh, some weird news over there? Uh, the trial's been delayed in the case of an Alabama man who allegedly had a quote-unquote attack squirrel that was high on meth. High on meth? NBC News affiliate in Huntsville, Alabama, says 38-year-old Mickey Polk was arrested in 2019 after police received a tip about an aggressive squirrel in his apartment. A tip. Uh, so somebody yeah. called right. saying there's something scampering around in the apartment above me or what? How does that go? <laughs> During the arrest, police also found body armor and methamphetamine in the apartment. Wow. Along with the attack squirrel. Polk was charged with uh, <laughs> weapons possession by a felon, possessing stolen property, and possessing a wild animal. Polk appeared in court this week for a bench trial by the judge, but it was continued until the uh, end of February because his lawyer didn't show up. Oh, great. He's arrested in 2019. Let's get on with this thing. Really? For sure. Yeah. And the lawyer doesn't show up to court? Right. <laughs> what kind of uh, cheap attorney is this? Maybe the attack. Uh, sure, I'll help you out. Maybe the tax squirrel had something to do with it. Maybe the payment that the attorney was getting was something besides cash. And, yeah, maybe the attack squirrel did have something to do with it. Texas woman facing up to 10 years in jail after she tried to buy another woman's child at Walmart. (laughs) Just that alone. What's going on? Right. Police were called after 49-year-old Rebecca Lynette Taylor approached a mom in the in the self-checkout area of the store, started asking her about her one-year-old son. The mom told police that she commented on her son's blonde hair and blue eyes and then asked how much she could ha- she could get for him. Oh. Uh, how much for him. Right. The uh, mom says that she initially thought it was a joke, which you would. Yeah. And then Taylor said she had $250,000 in her car and wanted to buy the child. When the mom told her to go away and leave her alone, Taylor allegedly upped her offer to five hundred grand, and said the boy was the perfect fit. How weird is this getting now? Ooh, really weird. And she had been wanting to buy a baby for a long time, she told the woman. The mother says she again approached, she was a, again approached by Taylor in the parking lot, was threatened that if she didn't sell the child, she would just take him. The mom called police. Taylor drove off in an SUV. Investigators were able to use store surveillance to identify Taylor and track her down at her home where she was arrested. Wow. What a story. No kidding. Can you believe that? I can't even imagine what I would do if I'm the parent and somebody actually offers to buy my child. Well, that'd be pretty scary. I think I, my immediate reaction was would be to pull out my phone and call the cops right then. And I suppose, you know, the woman was probably telling police, oh, it was all a big joke. Yeah, but you don't approach somebody three or four times. No. Keep harassing them. I wonder if she had a quarter of a million bucks in the car. I wonder. They don't say that here. <laughs> a family in Knoxville, Tennessee, believes their pig is the oldest pig in the world. I don't know if it's the oldest pig of all times, but it's the oldest pig in the world, evidently. The, right now, anyway. The Hunt family told WBIR Television their pig, Snort, will be 24 <laughs> years old in March. 
the current Guinness World Record holder is Baby Jane, who died at the age of 23. So oh, would be the oldest. There you go. Of all times, but the uh, family is worried Snort won't be recognized because they don't have a birth certificate for their pig. Mm. You know, as I would think. You know, aha. <laughs> Well, do they have, like, a photo with a time stamp on it or something? I mean, something to prove that he was alive 24 years ago? Yeah, they do have photos of Snort with their son Trey growing up together, with Trey between the ages uh, of 4 and 28 now. So they say he's 24 years old. I think there's a lot of uh, skeptical pigs out there. (laughs) You know know, a lot of people now go, 24, come on, anybody can say they're 24 years old. (laughs) <laughs> You've probably heard stuff like that before. Uh, I've heard you say things huh? about human beings, yeah. not about pigs usually. Well, it's similar. It's very similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, accusing people of cheating on their age. Right. Even though it's true. Trying to get in the record books. I don't know why you have things against people who are aging. <laughs> Bald eagles seem majestic. Mm-hmm. See them more and more around our part yeah, you bet. of the country within the last 10 years for sure. Well, it doesn't mean they don't get confused, I guess, even if they're majestic. Police in Lehigh County, Pennsylvania, responded to a family's home after they reported a bald eagle had crashed into a window at the front of their house, shattered the glass. Police found the eagle on the ground upon arrival. Officers called a wildlife expert, but by the time she arrived, the eagle had already flown away. So got away with injury, I take it. Uh, Kathy Euler with the uh, Pocono Wildlife Rehabilitation and Education Center says that while it's not super common to see an eagle crash into a window, bird collisions are common. She adds that installing windows with ultraviolet barriers can allow uh, birds to see the window and can help prevent collisions. And we've talked about that on the show before. There was a lot of discussion about it when it came to the U.S. Bank Stadium build. Right. And how they were going to control, you know, birds running into these windows constantly. Mm-hmm. But you don't hear it about eagles usually. You know, it's maybe, <laughs> I don't know, it just doesn't seem like it's the norm. But in this case, it was an eagle. Police witnessed it. What could happen there with the, you know, with the U.S. Bank Stadium you know, if eagles were smart, they'd just kind of hang around down on the ground. Yeah. Other birds slam into the window, don't have to go hunting for them. They just... Uh, sure, yeah. Kind of like, you know, kind of like fast food. You yeah, know. picking up the leftovers right. here. Here yeah. we go. Hey. <laughs> What's happening as far as the weird news this morning? All right. Actress Bette Midler is responding to West Virginia Governor Jim Justice's unusual request. Earlier this week, the Republican governor told Midler and critics of his state to kiss his dog's hiney before proceeding to hold up his dog's rear end to the camera. Oh, my goodness. Midler said based on West Virginia's ranking on the best state list that his dog's rear end would make a better governor than him. (laughs) Justice had called out Midler after she tweeted last month that West Virginians were poor, illiterate, and strung out. Boy, that's a little bit of a broad brush. Yeah, boy. Midler's picking fights now. Midler later apologized for that tweet. Yeah. Well, that's good that she's least apologizing yeah. for being abrasive. So they don't get along, evidently. So this is in the news today. Uh, family in the UK, very freaked out 
after a creepy painting of a clown holding a candle appeared in their backyard recently. Ooh, that is creepy. It's just a painting that shows up in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Family says that the back of the painting contains a Bible passage, and they have no idea where the piece came from or who put it there or what it means. Homeowners say that the back reads, let your light shine, and then it says Matthew 5.16. I looked it up quick to make sure that we had the right reference here. Uh, Matthew 5.16 says, in the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So whoever left this creepy painting in the backyard thought they were glorifying the Father. Hmm. The family is... The family's freaked out, as you can imagine, and they asked neighbors if uh, it was part of a prank. And uh, they've posted about it on social media in hopes of finding what's the deal. Where did this come from? Right. Some speculated that the painting could be a tactic used by burglars, uh, burglars to uh, mark houses. Okay. Some people are thinking. Seems unlikely. Others noted uh, it looked like the murderous clown from the It series from the uh, Stephen King horror story yeah the uh, homeowners say they will not report the incident to police but they did end up throwing the painting away (laughs) yeah (laughs) we don't know where this came from we don't know what it's doing here Uh, maybe somebody with really good intent there quoting the scripture maybe i don't know but strange any way you want to look at it Pennywise would be an odd choice to not creep people out. That was the name of the clown. Right. Uh, Strange. Uh, maybe somebody's just downsized, you know, throwing stuff oh, over yeah. people's fences. You know? Sure. Here, these guys might like a good painting. I was wondering if somebody ripped it off from uh, Everybody loves a, a church. clown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, police in Florida are trying to quash rumors about a horse that has a bad skin condition in Sarasota. Uh, sheriff's deputies say the horse's owner has received unwarranted scrutiny and criticism after photos and videos of the horse appeared on social media. According to police, they were alerted to the horse as far back as October, and a veterinarian found he suffers from chronic sunburn. Oh, weird. And it's not likely to get better. Some people have uh, threatened to steal the horse to save it. So, you know, this horse owner doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah, he does. But police say he's getting treatment for the sunburn and is otherwise a healthy working farm animal. Yeah. But he's always sunburned. Strange. Yeah. You would think that, uh, of course, every animal has skin that's going to respond to the sun differently, I suppose. But Yeah, yeah. I wonder if the breed is from a northern environment where the sun doesn't shine as bright. I wonder if his coat is not as thick for some reason or... Kind of interesting. You have this in summertime. Yes, I do. Chronic, yeah. chronic sunburn. I do. And people could probably say that I am maltreated by you. By on me. On a regular basis. Maybe that's what I I need to do. I need to publicize my sunburns a little bit more. All right. Get you... some sympathy on this show. We need some listeners like <laughs> Bald Guy to try to save Dan from chronic sunburn. <laughs> uh, just don't steal me. That's that's a bad idea. How often should people bathe? Daily? Every other day? Well, how about once in sixty-seven years? Is that a pretty good uh, number? That doesn't seem like enough. 
Well, this guy is 87 years old, a man in Iran. He left doctors stunned when he was shown to be in perfect health despite not having bathed at all since the 1950s. Okay. Amu Haji, no stranger to news publications around the world, as much has been written about him being the world's dirtiest man. He's been homeless his entire life. Okay. Not only has he not bathed or showered since around 1955, he also lives on a steady diet of roadkill, dirty water. He smokes dried animal feces in a pipe. This guy's got to smell great. Oh, boy. (laughs) He says he chooses not uh, to uh, bathe because he believes that soap will make him sick. Ah, Doctors ran a slew of tests on him. Incredibly found no disease-causing bacteria or parasites on his body. Okay. The only explanation doctors can come up with is that his lifestyle has resulted in a very strong immune system. Seems like it. I guess that's the answer. You know, expose yourself to a few things so that your immune system goes up. We've all, we've always heard that. A little dirt won't hurt him and just make him stronger. Right. A little soap. Is he, does he like a little soap? Won't hurt you. Swim in a lake once in a while. Yeah, or? something. I mean, it doesn't say that he's bathed no. at all since 1955. Right. Not even like a swim in the lake. See a little sprinkler going on somebody's yard. Maybe take a quick run through. <laughs> yeah, splash the face once in a while. I don't know. What's happening in the weird news today? Authorities have charged a Michigan doctor and a patient with prescription fraud, a scheme that totaled $17 million. Wow. Dr. John Kirkpatrick and patient Roland Williams of Detroit allegedly recruited people to act as patients, issued them drugs they didn't need. Kirkpatrick only accepted cash at the uh, Southfield Medical Services, while Williams and others created fake medical records to make the patient's needs legitimate. Wow, what a scam. In an indictment uh, unsealed last week, prosecutors say Kirkpatrick handed over 574,000 doses of uncontrolled substances. Half a million. Wow. The damage done by something like that. Yeah. Not good. Drug dealers in the high-tech drug dealers. Right. Well, all-you-can-eat buffets. Mackie, you've been at a few, probably. All-you-can-eat buffet. <laughs> Maybe I have, yeah. I know I've been at a few. <laughs> uh, but what about the all-you-can-throw brawl at the uh, Golden Corral in uh, Bensalem, Pennsylvania over the weekend? This was a wild scene. It was captured on video. Uh, so this coming, the story from the Bucks County Courier-Times. Diners in the crowded restaurant started shouting at each other near the buffet. Things quickly escalated into an all-you-can-eat uh, melee, evidently, because there were chairs, dishes, tables all being hurled through the air at one another. No kidding. Witnesses say two people appeared to have been hurt. The dining room suffered tremendous damage. Yeah. Most people managed to leave before authorities arrived, but police have not yet made any arrests. But they're investigating. Man, the restaurant's got to be like, what just happened here? Right. It's like the spirit of John Belushi walked in and everything just went crazy. Went nuts. Yeah, yeah. absolutely crazy. People whipping stuff around, damage to the uh, dining room, I'm sure. For sure there is. 
And then people run out. They don't want to get arrested. Right. Which they should. Hopefully there's a few cameras around the area so they catch these people. Good grief. A Rhode Island couple is celebrating their marriage despite uh, some weather that almost froze them out of their ceremony. Adam and uh, Sally Irujo tied the knot outdoors in Providence as uh, snow from the weekend's historic blizzard fell all around them. The newlyweds said they decided on the January 29th wedding date nearly a year and a half ago. Hmm. Chose to keep the date after taking it over, with, uh, talking it over with friends and family. Adam and Sally exchanged their vows in front of the Providence Public Library. National Weather Service says some areas around Providence saw more than 20 inches of snow on the couple's special day. Yeah, what a thing to have happen. Yeah. Well, there many people in town, and maybe some are already there. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go. Well, I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. Let's go to the courthouse. <laughs> Might have to snowmobile home. Uh, using fire to clear off your driveway maybe sounds like a good idea. You know, get the blowtorch out and we'll just mm-hmm. torch the snow away. You know, right. Melt it all off. Yeah. But then you realize that maybe you're going to need uh, that ice to build an igloo because you burned down your house. Oh, yeah. A, a Connecticut man... Didn't think a uh, shovel or snow blower could match up well enough against the recent blizzard to hit New England. He grabs a garden torch to melt the snow. It worked pretty well, too, until uh, <laughs> the siding on the house caught fire. Evidently uh, very close to, so he was getting right to the house. Close, yeah. I'll, get, uh, I'll get these drifts away from the house here. A little ice there on the, on the house. <laughs> get rid of that. Fire department responded quickly. They were able to put out the blaze. Then they shared a warning telling other residents not to use torches or any other fire-producing tools for snow removal purposes. Right. I've been tempted because you see it in the summertime. People are using, like, a torch to burn weeds out of their landscape or something like that. Right, yeah. You're thinking, hmm, if I could use a torch to just get rid of all that snow on my... Yeah. Or get the ice off of my sidewalk. (laughs) Don't do it. Don't you do it. <laughs> What's happening in the weird news today? Well, this is plenty weird. A man in England is giving himself the title of most prolific sp- sperm donor of all time. Okay. Uh, <laughs> is he like uh, got some kids out there that he wants to talk about? He or does. What? Yeah. Oh, boy. Here we go. years old. Clive Jones says he's fathered 129 children. Wow. And uh, he's not done yet. The retired teacher has another nine on the way. And his wife of more than four decades is not thrilled with the practice. I see. It's not yeah. really kind of the scientific thing you kind of think of with uh-huh. how this happens. She makes arrangements. She says he makes arrangements on Facebook, drives to a park near a Donny's home, collects his sample at the park, evidently. Oh, my goodness. Then texts, let him know he's ready. And the, uh, you know, the donee comes over and gets it. Uh, England's Human Fertilization and Embry- Embryology Authority says this is far from preferred method. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Lord bless me. you. Yeah. Uh, far from the preferred method and could incur both medical and legal risks. Yeah, you would think so. <laughs> 
Uh, this isn't what you usually hear about when you think about uh, no, it's not donor, etc. You know, kind of the controlled environment, kind of a lab, more scientists yeah. go to a lab, go yeah. in a room, mm-hmm. stored for a while, maybe, and all anonymous kind of thing. Somebody uh, choosing the attributes of the uh, sperm that they'd maybe like to have, and right. you know, their child or whatever, and uh, none of that going on here. No, I'll hang out in a park. I'll get it ready for you. And you pick it up. And then, <laughs> does, does he see the Bobby with his stick knocking on the guy's window? What are you doing in there? <laughs> what a strange story. Well, a man took his 11-year-old grandson out fishing in Miami. But what they ended up catching is not exactly something they could throw on the grill, Mackie. No? Uh, although the fish weren't really biting that day, the discarded guns evidently were. Oh, boy. Dwayne Smith says he and his grandson were fishing in a canal and decided to give magnet fishing a try after watching some videos on YouTube. So they tried a five-pound magnet on the end of their lines. Okay. Dropped them to see what they might actually find. And he says we ended up with two pounds of scrap metal and 40 pounds of gun. Wow. Specifically, they reeled in two fifty caliber Barrett sniper rifles. Neither were loaded, no ammunition found. The guns, which uh, had their serial numbers filed off, yeah. were turned over to the police and uh, will undergo a forensic examination to determine whether or not they were used in a crime. What a bizarre deal. No kidding. You're out with your kid or your grandson and thinking, well, let's do what they, you know, we saw on YouTube. They dropped some uh, weights or some uh, magnets in and see what they came up with. Yeah. <laughs> Sniper rifles. Goodness sakes. To find two kind of at the, at the, know. At the bottom of the ocean seems impossible. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's crazy. It doesn't say they were in the ocean, oh, I okay. guess. Well, I thought you said Florida. I just assumed That's Florida, that yeah. I don't know. If it was, could have been the ocean, I suppose. A uh, Florida veterinarian is responsible for capturing an invasive snake slithering near a Miami-area mall. Alvario Larin uh, captured what is believed to be a Burmese python after his friend spotted it while walking his dog. The species not native to Florida, but has a large population in the state because its end is considered invasive. Somebody uh, yeah. brought him in. They Somebody have brought no him in. natural uh, enemies. Uh, Larin says his friend rounded up the reptile into a cooler where they kept it overnight and was picked up by the Florida Fish and Wildlife uh, Conservation Commission. Wow. Who yeah. hopefully have a nice supply of hatchets <laughs> there at the Florida <laughs> Fish and Wildlife Commission. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll just go around that Burmese python up and throw it in this cooler. <laughs> You go ahead. Yeah, you go ahead and do that. You handle yeah. that. I'll make the phone call. <laughs> uh, you never know what you might find in your new home. If you're kind of like me, Mackie, you, you know, you're doing some remodeling around the place and you're thinking, maybe I'll find something kind of cool someday. Yeah. You know, so far I've got like a couple of old bottles that were under my house and some sort of an old battery that was attached to the uh, the doorbell. This person, a TikTok user by the name of I'm the Fukin Lizard King. Uh, Liz, she shared a uh, video showing the floor of her apartment. 
After removing the rug, she revealed a safe, which was locked. She explains, I uh, bought a house in November. I just found a hidden safe in the floor. Wow. <laughs> How bizarre. The uh, house was built in the uh, late 70s. The video has over 6.6 million views, and uh, people are making jokes in the comment section about how Liz might try to open that safe. In a follow-up video, she said she called several locksmiths, many of whom they they won't mess with floor safes, evidently, because they're too challenging. Oh. So the locksmiths are like, yeah, we're not going to try that. She also posted another follow-up video in which she claims a safe-cracking expert has agreed now to come out and try to get the safe open. Okay. What a bizarre thing, though, huh? Just buy the house, you're trying to figure out what's what, and next thing you know, let's pull this rug up. See what's... I don't like this rug. Let's get a new rug. Right. Yeah. There's a floor safe under there. That's pretty amazing. (laughs) (laughs) What's happening in the weird news? An airline in Kenya says it will stop transporting monkeys to the U.S. laboratories following a highway crash last month in Pennsylvania. Kenya Airways says they will not renew their contract with the shipper who paid them to fly over 100 monkeys to the U.S. for vaccine research. On January 21st, of course, we had the story, a truck transporting the monkeys through Pennsylvania overturned on Route 54 and I-80, allowing uh, several animals to escape temporarily. A Danville woman who came in contact with the monkeys had to be treated for rabies and other infections. Oh, boy. There was something under the radar on that when they were saying, you know, steer clear. They they made a pretty quick warning about not getting anywhere near the monkeys. So, uh, Mm. don't know how the health of the monkeys was, but. Yeah. What's, what kind of health were they in when they came to the country, huh? Right. Seems like probably the uh, U.S. government would want to know that. Right. Probably. There's probably details that haven't been released on it. Here you go, Mackie, your friend, the Queen, a Chinese yeah. company making commemorative plates for Queen Elizabeth's upcoming Platinum Jubilee celebration. Uh, made a crucial error, though, a crucial mistake. Uh-oh. They didn't hire a proofreader. And the souvenir plates were shipped to stores all over Britain ahead of the celebration, marking the Queen's 70 years on the throne. But they contain a terrible misspelling. Instead of reading the Platinum Jubilee of Queen Elizabeth, they read the Platinum, <laughs> the Platinum Jubilee of Queen Elizabeth. J-U-B-B-L-Y. Jubilee. Okay. Jubilee. The Jubilee. Yeah, the Platinum Jubilee of Queen Elizabeth. As it turns out, the British have a pretty good sense of humor, evidently. And these uh, misspelled plates are going like hotcakes on the wholesale website, a British wholesale website. People are like, I want to get one of those for myself. Yeah, (laughs) of course. Uh, So the collectors are gobbling them up. A Florida man may spend a little time in jail for an unusually sweet crime. Authorities say 42-year-old Alejandro Gonzalez was caught in the process of trying to rob a Target store in Hialeah, Florida. Gonzalez told police he was thinking about robbing some flowers for my mom. (laughs) While his mother may have appreciated the gesture, how he did it led Gonzalez to facing charges of burglary and possession of burglary tools. I don't know if he was completely honest, going to break into the store Mm -hmm. with tools 
just to get mom some flowers. Yeah, it's mom's birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's going on? Yeah. Right. What are you doing with all these uh, burglar tools? Mm. Oh, getting mom some flowers. I tell you, man, I've got the big heart for mom, and I can't right. I can't stand it. Thinking about getting her a big TV, too. <laughs> 54, yeah. 54 inch. Yeah, that's maybe a little bit more of the motivation there, huh? <laughs> Uh, I had a couple more here. Let's see. Let's go with this one. Uh, a couple of dumb thieves in Georgia made their crime easy to solve for police because they took selfies on the victim's stolen phone. So these guys stole this truck. Um, they say the teenage thieves stole a pickup truck and all the contents left inside, including the owner's cell phone. Yeah. So during their joyride in the lifted truck, they decided to snap a few selfies, had some fun. And uh, little did they know that it was automatically being loaded to the cloud under this person's Google account. When the truck's owner noticed the photos, he forwarded them to police, who were able to easily identify the thieves. They were arrested the following day while in a different stolen truck. Okay, yep. It appears that they ditched the first stolen truck somewhere. That hasn't been found yet. So the, the guy they've had the photos that uh, tipped him off. Isn't He still doesn't have his truck back, but they'll get it, right? Yeah. They've got the like guys well, now. Well, I know who they are, yeah. 